1: continues tonight. Bryce Young and the Panthers are coming our way. They're taking on MetLife and the Giants tonight 7 p.m. Eastern on your home for the 2023 preseason the NFL Network. Bryce Young hoping things fare a little bit better than they did against the Jets defensive line last week. Welcome to Good Morning Football presented by Best Buy. Live in New York City Friday, August 18th. Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brent, Peter Schrager, Jason McCoury. Kyle, you good?
2: I'm ready. I'm fired up. I'm part of history right now. We all are. This will be looked back on on NFL history. Network classic. When Peter Schrager threw his perfect game, uh, Peter said he would have the best show he's ever had and a perfect show. We are now 2 thirds of the way through the show. Peter, you're through six. There's a buzz in the clubhouse. How are you feeling?
3: I feel OK. I know I've gaffed a few times. One of them that might be an error was I said we wouldn't talk Jets and the very next segment we talked Jets. I also, you asked me for a rookie that I drafted in fantasy and that did not fulfill expectations. I stumbled out of the gates. Those might be two knocks. There might be others. But right now, I feel like I've got a no-hitter, not a perfect game. I don't feel flawless at this moment. Mm-hmm. So
1: maybe you uh, maybe you serve someone on a walk. Or maybe they were just like, hit a couple foul balls off you. Mm-hmm. And, like, those were your, put a little fear in you. But, like, I think I drafted
3: Isaiah Peed, a second-round running back from the St. Louis Rams a few years ago. You did? Early in my fantasy draft. And did one of those flexes where I'm like, all right, boys, I good luck. Pass, huh? Isaiah Peed, out of the University of Cincinnati, I want to say, never quite developed. And okay. that was my big mistake. Fantasy, there it was.
2: Just made up for
3: any Yeah, exactly. You you the go. overcompensation
1: is where it's at. Kiss
2: the bicep was 104 mile an hour fastball. <laughs>
1: yep. Preseason week two Four kicked two off with a tie. Uh, a lot of more action headed your weekend out west. Which one of these teams, Raiders or Rams, do you trust more to return to form? Is it the Raiders or the Rams, Kyle?
2: It's the Rams. Yeah. I love McVeigh. Yeah, I talked about this earlier. That I, I think, you know, Peter, I think you weren't here. We had this conversation, which mm-hmm. is crazy for you to miss a McVay conversation. Oh, You're Mr. McVeigh. Yeah, I fly in for that. That's what I'm saying. You should have. You'd have known. You would <laughs> have come on in. The ceiling. He was on his way to becoming the face of the league, like the heir to Belichick. Yeah. More than a quarterback, when it was McVeigh, and he's running the show. Two Super Bowls in five years. And I I feel like this this league moves quickly. And he's kind of yesterday's news now in the mass media where we've moved on. And it's Brian Dayball now. And it's all these new coaches. And it's all these young offensive masterminds. I still believe in McVay. I think he took, took over a really rough franchise that was in a new city with a quarterback that he didn't draft and he got to a Super Bowl and then he got to another one and won it. I, just, I think that he deserves a year where it didn't go well and his quarterback got hurt. I still think he is a top five coach in the entire NFL. Josh McDaniels, TBD. If you're having trouble answering a question, guys, always look at the quarterback and the coach. That goes with playoff predictions as well. Give me McVay and Stafford just as a safer bet than Garoppolo and McDaniels.
4: Yeah, I look at the question and it says, all right, which team do you think will return to form? And I look at the Raiders and I don't know what form the it form? is. Like, I don't Free know form. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. To your point with McVay, with Cooper Cup, with Aaron Donald, the stars that are still there, obviously Matthew Stafford. For those guys, returning to form was, not so recently, winning a Super Bowl. So being a team that's competitive McVeigh McVay has been to two Super Bowls already in his young career. For the Raiders on the other side, like, yeah, there's some stars there, and you said they brought in Jimmy Garoppolo. Josh McDaniel's now going into his second year, so you're hoping they're able to get over the hump, but you're kind of hoping the Raiders don't return to form because the only form we've seen of the group that's together now was last year, so you want to see them take another step and move in the opposite direction than what they were moving in last year, so that's what I'm kind of expecting. And
3: then the Rams, you're hoping that they can kind of salvage that with a healthy Matthew Stafford this season. Rams are really interesting to look at their roster. There are not many familiar names. Like, Demarcus Robinson might be there yeah. like two or three. Like, the Rams are, that, that roster is kind of barren of noteworthy stuff. Meanwhile, you look at the Raiders, they still have Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. right? They, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs we expect to be there. These are like stars. So, yeah. I look at it this way. In the conference, the Rams have a lot better chance to get to the playoffs than the Raiders do. The Raiders, it's going to be a much bigger, steep uphill because of who they have to play and who else is in that thing. But the Rams, like Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, three of the top 100 players in the NFL for sure. Maybe three of the top 20 players in the NFL. After that, it gets really thin on that team. So you're asking a lot out of Stafford, Cup, and Donald who are not exactly 22, 23, and 24, especially Cup coming off the injury. So I'm with you, Kyle. I will always trust... The coach and quarterback combo. And in this one, the organization, yeah. the whole, I'll say the Rams, but like, I have no guarantee that this isn't gonna be a repeat of last year if one of these guys mm. gets injured. I'd also like to add, this is kind of self serving for the Rams. They tried to get us t shirts today for the show. They're doing an amazing thing. We know what's going on in Maui. Mm. The term is Mulamu Maui. And Mulamu means care for, protect, and preserve. They are having all their coaches and players who will not be playing wearing these special customized T-shirts and all the proceeds are going to go with an auction as well and a 50-50 ravel, all of it to Maui this weekend. So there's a big initiative that they're doing. I know this is where the East Coast... The Maui fires are still a thing, and the Rams have asked me to share that. I know it's kind of a straight left term, but if anyone can help, mm. obviously, the Rams are trying. Mulamu Maui is the traditional term that they're using, and they're going to be wearing these shirts. That's, that's really great,
1: cool. Peter. No, that's important because there's not not just in L.A., I know a big population of wines there, but also across the league. I mean, Tua Tonga vailoa has yeah. tweeted out yeah. from his foundation yeah. as well. That's really good to know. I'm sure we'll keep an eye on that for the preseason. We'll keep it on mm-hmm. the West Coast. We'll take you up the one. Is that what I'm supposed to call it?
2: Highway one. Highway
1: one. Yeah, Thank sure. you. To PCH? San Francisco. PCH. Great to Trey Lance. Things just have not as gone uh, as planned for the Niners with Trey Lance after they got him in the 2021 draft and they gave up a lot. He's gone through injuries, he's gone through the rise of Brock Purdy, and now he's in a battle with Sam Darnold for the number 2 job. How do we see this going transpiring for Trey Lance not just over the weekend Peter but in the
3: future. I mean, it is. We're not in the San Francisco market and we're not on 49ers Reddit. It is as a hot button a topic. And Mike Silver, our former colleague, has kind of been at Bring San us Francisco. Co- Bring he's talking about it too. That are the Niners doing Trey Lance any favors, having him in these games running this offense when his skill set might be built something differently. Sam Darnold is getting the start in this game. Trey Lance was a number three overall pick, not 10 years ago, not five years ago, like Darnold talking. Two years ago, Trey Lance was number three overall pick in the draft and he's fighting for the number two job right now. I'm fascinated to see how much he's used, what he can do, but from all the Niners fans, it's like, can we even trade this guy? What is going on? What do we make of this? And part of me wants to see Trey Lance just go out there and ball out. Like, part of me wants to see Trey Lance just say, shut up, everyone, I I, I was injured in the second game after running 16 times in five quarters. They play the Broncos, Broncos are going to be playing their starters. That's what Sean Payton does. I hope Trey Lance has a chance to redeem himself and really make this thing a battle, because Sam Darnold's the number two in this game, and there's a, there's no guarantee that Trey Lance uh, is just going to be given that number two job, especially if Darnold outplays him in this game and enduring during practices.
2: Don't trade him, can't trade him. Like, no one's trading for Trey Lance to come in and play for them right now. It's just not. It's just not the state of it. If you notice what happens with San Francisco, the quarterbacks get hurt a lot. And you start to think that is it just bad injury luck? Is it coincidence? Or is there something about what Shanahan does that puts the quarterback in the, in the way of harm? Stay put. Sometimes things are meant to be. Sit there. Play your butt off this weekend. Please complete some passes. Please throw some touchdowns. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with Brock Purdy, A, if he stays healthy, or B, does he come back down to earth and all of a sudden, like, we want to get some new people in there? Now, you're saying, if they do that, they'll put Sam Darnold in, but I don't know. I know yeah. that San Francisco's had a lot of issues keeping quarterbacks on the field. There's no trade that's going to happen. I can't possibly imagine. Stay there, get your reps, get your film, and maybe things have a way of working out for Trey Lance, I hope.
4: It's a very interesting topic, because I said it last week when we talked about Trey Lance. I was like, alright, last year, a year ago, he was the guy offense was being kind of built around him, and now we're coming in, Brock Purdy's the guy, and you look at Brock Purdy's physical makeup and Sam Darnold, you would think, hey, Sam Darnold may be the prototypical backup to a guy like Brock Purdy, and they run a similar offense. But at the same time, I'm kind of conflicted because we've watched Sam Darnold in 56 games in his career so far, and we kind of have a really good idea of who Sam Darnold is. And on the other side of it, Trey Lance has played in eight games. So it's just like, Mm. all right, we know Brock Purdy's the guy. Is are we not better off continuing to watch and see Trey Lance grow into a quarterback that we thought he could be when isn't we now drafted it the time? him? High off isn't now the time? What's
2: the win of Darnold? Like it's just a solid backup. It's yeah. more de- are, dependable. Are you saying like he maybe
4: can give off more advice or wisdom to a Brock Purdy because he's more experienced, or do we kind of bank on the upside of what Trey Lance could become because we're still only eight games into his young yeah. career? Yeah. So I'm kind of conflicted on that. To your point, if Brock Purdy does go down, are we better suited putting? Sam Darnold in to continue to keep our chances to win. I do think all three of them continue to be on the roster. They have to find a way. You can't get rid of Trey Lance this early to me,
2: only eight games into his career. Mm.
1: That's kind of a ridiculous... Um, he, he, Brock Purdy had eight games last year, did he not?
2: Yeah. He won them all except the Eagles won.
1: Right, so you're trying to say like, let's give Trey Lance more time. We've only seen him play eight games, yeah. yet... Hey, Manning
2: threw 100 interceptions.
0: I get that, him. but you're essentially yeah.
1: having two of the same trains on very similar tracks, and, like, the other one is clearly improving and, and not hitting any bumps or anything. And this other one, I would think you would want a veteran in there. I would think you would want a guy that, it, it not, it's, it's kind of harsh to say, but you're not wasting time on developing Trey Lance, but it's focusing on making sure Trey Lance is up to speed when you have an, a similar-age quarterback, similar experience, yet he is showing you that he is better, it's like where are your resources going in terms of where are you spending? Because I know it would be embarrassing. Whatever you would get back for Trey Lance would not be equal mm-hmm. to what you gave up for him. But it feels like here we are and Brock Purdy is showing you that he is the better quarterback. I just don't see why retaining him besides yeah. health scares would be valuable.
4: I would equate it to like an NBA draft. Sometimes you have this senior that's played five years in college and yeah. he's just continued to ball out. But you look at him and you're just like, there's no upside. And you see this young phenom coming out of high school. Sure. and you're like, the potential of him. But when star. you first roll them out on the court, the guy who has a ton of experience may look better early on, and Brock Purdy has. And I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be better than him. I'm just not ready to say he after eight games, mm-hmm. Trey Lance, you're just not it. We just haven't seen enough mm-hmm. to evaluate and say you're not the guy. Mm-hmm. But let's keep Sam Darnold in the quarterback mm-hmm.
2: room as well all to right. give off that advice. Still to come. Niners fascinated. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the coolest guys ever. He comes out all the time. Isaac Bruce next, talking Rams and NFC.
1: Next guest, he used to play to the chance of Bruce, there it is. Yeah. He's a four-time Pro Bowler and won a Super Bowl as part of the greatest show on turf. Please welcome to Good Morning Football, he's chuckling at that intro, Isaac Bruce! <laughs> Tagging, back again! Hey! Hey,
5: what's up? How you guys doing? Uh, thanks for that. Appreciate it. We're
1: awesome. Cool. Absolutely, absolutely. So, your connection with Tory Holt continues to aspire current wide receivers. Amari Cooper recently said about himself and Elijah Moore, I think about great tandems, like, Tory Holt, and Isaac Bruce, that's when I think, what kind of tandem we can be. What's your reaction to hearing something like that from Amari and the impact that you have on players today?
5: Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, um, I've said before, you know, initially when you come into the league as a wide receiver, you want to be the guy, uh, but then you're quickly mm. e- either, either reminded or you're told that you can't do it by yourself. So, I mean, I learned that lesson pretty soon. Uh, I grew up watching tandems, but when I hear Amari, you know, kind of mention my name, mention Tori's name, and and kind of the body of work that we put in, it's exciting, man. I mean, it keeps me relevant, and uh, I think uh, he's one of those guys that can create great separation as far as getting open, and he's going to be around for a long time because he has that skill set.
2: He sure does. And, you know, Isaac, Tori was on the show last week, and Torrey is, is so fun to talk to, but he carries this burden that you used to carry of – why am I not in the Hall of Fame? I and mean, he's not afraid to talk about it, and we're not afraid to take up for him about it. Torrey was on the show last week, and here's what he had to say about that topic. Have a listen.
5: When I look at how I played the game in the era in which I played the game, um, I was an elite player, and I did it for a very long time. And when you ask those Buccaneers defenses, you ask any of the top defenses during the time when, uh, when we played, who was it someone that they
2: had to keep an eye on? It was 81. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isaac, what is, what's it like yeah. to hear that? And not in your head, we all I are, mean, and yet he still waits. Why?
5: i mean enough said about it i mean i think uh tory hit it right on the head from the moment we drafted tory out of nc state he was a very elite player he was he was uh, coachable which is a, a, a rare quality and you know just from from day one he was willing to learn he was he was willing to uh become what it took to be a number one receiver i don't think he ever came in came in to st louis and thought that he was a guy that had to play second fiddle to anybody, which is what I loved about it. Uh, he was fierce, uh, great route runner. And like I mentioned about Amari, he, has, he had great separation. And every time you turned on that greatest show, greatest show on turf film, you know, Torrey Hope was sticking out. He was one of those guys that uh, definitely the defense had to uh, set up and play for and game plan against. You just look at his numbers. I always, you know, I always get stuck on 1,300 consecutive receiving yards in five years. I mean, in a row. That, I mean, to me, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Uh, considering, you know, the, t- the dispensation of rules that we played in, played against, where you know you get hit for just for breathing. So true. to accumulate those numbers, it's amazing. I, I think more gold jackets should be actually in the selection committee. I think that that'll be a big change and in, uh, in the way guys are selected. But you know, we kind of that kind of we kind of wait to see if that happens.
3: We've got a couple in the room now, and that could increase. That's a great input from you a Hall of Famer yourself. Look, you were the 33rd player taken in the 1994 draft, the fifth wide receiver in that draft. Amon Ross St. Brown came out earlier this week and said before every practice— Sixth? Okay. So Amon Ross St. Brown came out and said he says the names of the 16 wide receivers taken before him before every game he steps on the field— did that inspire you as a player when you would hear Thomas Lewis or you'd get Darnay <laughs> Scott, these guys? Yeah. Did you remember all yeah. the names of the guys who were taken before you? I'll correct you. Six. Yep.
5: Of course. Of course. I mean, I, I felt like I was the best receiver in my draft that year. And uh, I give Bill Bill Cower, you know, I give him I rib him about it. He's my Hall of Fame classmate about me being on the board and they go and them going. The Steelers going with, you know, Charles Johnson that year at the 17th mm-hmm. pick. And, I you know, I, I told him, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers could have had the greatest show on turf had he drafted me. And, mm. <laughs> you know, he missed that moment. Uh you, you know, you got a, a lot of guys that, you know, they were definitely deserving to be drafted, but I just kind of felt like I was the best guy. Uh, I was under the radar. Uh, I went to Memphis, which was a basketball school at that time, and uh, not many people got an opportunity to see me. So let's give it up to the scouts, uh, the general managers that actually go out and do their homework and those who know football, know football players. You know, John Becker, who, who selected me with the 33rd pick for the Los Angeles Rams. Hats off to him.
2: Hell yes! Yeah,
4: Isaac, I love hearing you talk. It's that kind of South Florida swag that you have and confidence. And <laughs> I see right now you're rocking a, a Smush Cookies uh, Polaroid. I lived in South Florida my yeah. last. Smush. I lived yeah. in South Florida. I've been I've been to it on South Pine Island Roll. Are you invested? Is this a thing? Like, tell us about it.
5: Yes, my wife, my wife and I, we own the brand. We recently just opened a new store in Canton, Ohio, right in Hall of Fame Village. It's doing very well wow. uh, with uh, franchise opportunities that we're offering. Uh, smooshcookies.com is where you can find it. But it's the ultimate ice cream sandwich. It's the cheap day meal for all you workout oh. guys and, and gals who like to work out. So you put two cookies or two donuts or two brownies at the end of uh, two bookends and, and, and put, it between, uh, put ice cream in between it. So it's the ultimate ice cream sandwich. It's good, which is uh, important. And uh, it can be addictive, but, you know, don't get
2: high up your own supply. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what they say. I like that smoosh cookies made it into Canton before Tory Holt. It's it's a shame, it really is. But they'll both be yeah. in there someday, Isaac. Well, and he'll be eating a smoosh cookie. We root for Tory big time. Absolutely. Isaac, you have it all going on. You were recently, I'm not making this up. You were recently on Celebrity Family Feud. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. you and it's Ray and Ed Reed and wow. Marshall and Terrell Davis. Can you tell us about how this went and who is basically the team captain who gave the best answers and the worst answers
5: well well, that's easy these are easy questions it was a, a great experience <laughs> i mean i happen to be a jeopardy guy but, but to be on a uh, celebrity family feud dream come true uh best answer i'd have to say uh well first of all team captain was ray lewis best answer was yeah. ed reed uh the worst answer <laughs> Hands down goes to Terrell Davis, man. I mean, I mean, when you hear when you hear uh, the when you hear when you hear the word elephant, I mean, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Trunk. Oh. Trunk. My eight year old daughter. She she knows that. And, you know, that was his opportunity oh, yeah. for us to come all the way back and win and have an opportunity to win twenty thousand dollars for our charity. And he froze it. he froze in the moment. So, you know, we we kind of we're all over him about that. He, he froze. He absolutely said nothing. He, he nothing? won. He nothing? won. The, and an no
3: words.
5: <laughs> he froze. He the yeah. elephant in the
3: room. <laughs> like a deer is in the headlights. Like an elephant,
2: elephant in the headlights. Uh. He lost. I mean, and we lost. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh lost. my <laughs> gosh. Oh no. TD. We got to get TD on to talk elephants yeah. with him. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. It's just trunk. Yeah, well,
1: it. it's a good thing that you are so charitable that you're can be. you able to give beyond uh, <laughs> not being able to win at Family Feud Celebrity because you founded the Isaac Bruce Foundation back in 2006, yeah. and you have a really cool thing coming up. It's a college program for students called the Flight 300 Program. Flight Walk 300. us through it. How are you celebrating the program's achievements this weekend?
5: Yeah, it's a, pr- a program I created outside of the uh, Isaac Bruce Foundation. Uh, it's a program where we take uh, students who can't afford to get to school, and we Uh, have come in a partnership with American Airlines and they've given us over 9 million miles to fly students to school who can't afford an airline ticket. It's been a Mm -hmm. a great program. It's been in in existence since 2006 when I created my foundation and it's Mm -hmm. growing strong. And I'm anticipating American Airlines doubling the 9 million miles this weekend in SoFi Mm -hmm. Stadium. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Mm. That's fantastic. That's so cool. Smoosh Cookies, charitable foundation yes celebrity family feud (laughs) and charles that is and charles that is isaac Bruce. (laughs) so great to catch up with you isaac you're the man um now you got me craving ice cream sandwiches by the end of the show
5: appreciate it thanks bud yes thanks for having me
0: appreciate you guys you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better
1: It's time for Training Camp Spotlight, presented by our friends at Best Buy. George Pickens, what have you done? Again, a one-handed grab being backed into the corner of the end zone and then, you know, a little extracurricular on the back end.
4: Brian Clark made waves the other day. He goes, George Pickens is more talented than Justin Jefferson. Oh. I don't... I do so, not he, back, back. say man.
3: he's a better player. i say he's more talented. Talented. Physical traits and all of the such. The other part oh. with George Pickens, and I, I, I read this, that when he came out of the draft, his hands are not particularly large. Oh, yeah? So he's got not like, these giant mitts yeah. where it's like DeAndre Hopkins who just yes. like, had... It. So he's doing this with like normal-sized hands, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> he's to a normal hands and person who <laughs> football with one yeah.
1: hand. Just
3: like
2: us. I feel like there's usually a title holder for like who's the best trick catchmaker in the mm. league. And Brandon Lloyd yeah. was that guy. Oh. For it's not always mm. the best... Receiver. Yeah. I I think it's him right now. We'll see where he hangs in the actual wide receiver rankings.
4: Yeah. You know? I feel like he's, the, he's already had a tricks. breakout season in just the just preseason. preseason. Right? Just the highlights right. we've seen. All
1: mm. right, quickly, uh Pickens plan, of course, for the Steelers this week in a preseason week two. Uh who do you want to look forward to? Peter, you go first.
3: Every preseason there's a rookie that Dazzles, and then you draft him in your fantasy league because of it. Jordan Addison is going to be the guy I'm watching. (laughs) I think he's going to be the number two, if not the number three, in a hybrid role with Osborne in Minnesota. And he had this catch last week that was clearly a catch. It ruled an incomplete. And then O'Connell was like, I'm not – reviewing a catch in preseason. So they let it go. Jordan Addison, they're playing the Titans. I want to see him have like a six-catch effort and show us why we should draft him in fantasy.
1: Uh, fighting to be running back three for the Miami Dolphins Devon A. Chain, uh, the fastest running back at the Combine back in March. He was the third fastest time there out of Texas A&M. Absolute speed. Like, knock your socks off. This guy can fly. Had a ton of carries against the Falcons last weekend. So if he can keep this up, it would be a great returner option for the Dolphins.
2: There's a whole segment we could do on rookies in preseason that we draft in fantasy that don't pan out. Like, you'd mm. be mean though. we can do it. I don't want to do Beanie Wells like that. I just don't want to do it. You don't want too. I don't want to do Amir Abdullah either. I hear uh, you. I'm going to say um, I'm looking forward to seeing Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs. Apparently he's going to play a half. It's unbelievable. You ever go to one of these concerts where the opening band comes out and they're playing and someone from the headliner makes a cameo in the opening oh. band set and everybody loses their minds? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we have. With due respect to the... Uh, Dorian, what's his name? Uh, we have Patrick hey, Mahomes PTR. is going to come out and actually play and be like, we're going to lose our mind. I'm watching Mahomes this week. I don't know about you guys. I think I'm, I think we're all watching Mahomes. I want to see Travis Kelsey. I
4: want to see Pop Pacheco on the back. I want to mm-hmm. see the entire Kansas City offense and defense. Maybe Chris Jones will possibly show. I, I would like that. Uh, no, yeah. Top 10 NFL he, I player. I right? don't think he's showing up. So. I,
1: I am curious now the Sam Howell experience in Washington and how much we're going to see of him. But also, I have so many questions now for Eric Bien-Ami and how this decision tree went down. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Do you have a game specifically that you're looking forward to?
2: Well, we already talked about the Monday Nighter is massive. Yeah. That's going to be Commanders versus Ravens. which it's, uh, boiling down to be maybe the biggest preseason massive. game of all time. <laughs> I mean, it's like the only big preseason game of all time. But if you know the Ravens streak, I'm way, way, way into that. Peter, would you have a rookie who you got excited in draft and fantasy who didn't pan out?
3: Yeah, I'm sure we can go down the list of 100. So let's give us one. E- even, uh, I think it was last year, the Bears, uh, a couple years ago, the got... Bears had a wide receiver that I was doing flips about.
2: and Devin Hiroshima did That was who was. was?
3: <laughs> <years ago.
2: laughs> it was I like years ago. Had a huge I was going to say Kevin Maybe Damir Bird one year. Yeah, yeah.
3: sure. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Kevin White. There's Kevin White. Oh, Kevin White.
3: Yeah. yeah. Love I think him. I did that All with these Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. That's that sure. still certain. I
1: know, right? The second week of the preseason is just getting started here on NFL Network. Panthers-Giants, that's tonight. That kicks off, leads you into a Saturday quadruple header. Saints Chargers then on Sunday night wraps up your weekend ahead of a game Monday night with involves the commanders all those games this weekend though live right here on NFL Network but a breaking news uh, in the commercial break that we found out from the Washington commanders that Ron Rivera has announced Sam Howell as his quarterback one it was many say his job to lose but that's a tweet from Mike Garofolo. The team has tweeted it out that they are going with Sam Howell under center Peter as QB1. Yeah,
3: that's it. So it was Brissett and Howell. Brissett, obviously the veteran guy, Howell, second year player, fifth round pick. Uh, but it was kind of understood that he was gonna be the guy going for the season. I don't think he's particularly lit it up in camp, but you know what? Ron Rivera is not only putting his name out, this is the Eric Bieniemy first time with mm-hmm. a new quarterback since Patrick Mahomes. Let's see if they can flourish. So, I don't know. There's some skeptics out there. We'll see if this is a one-year thing or this is the guy for the future. But it's his job starting QB1. Yeah,
4: I don't think this was really a competition. I think Jacoby was brought in to be that veteran backup to help uh, Sam Howell. And they went into the season with him as a guy. It's yet to be seen what it's going to be. I think, to your point, hasn't exactly lit it up. I don't think everybody's raving about him. But Sam Howell, the face of the Washington Commanders. Let's
3: go. We grab that one.
2: Pretty good. I like it. Everybody, everybody, this time of year likes to claim players and teams that are theirs, and they're ahead of everybody. And I was there first, and everything. I am driving the Sam wagon. I've been driving it since this whole summer. There's still room if you want to be on the Sam Howell Express. Don't come around Week Four when Sam Howell is lighting up the league. Sam Wagon's still open. I'm reminded a little bit of last year, last year's Seahawks. Let me see what I mean. Okay. This whole preseason, we we're like, Sam Howell is going to be the starter for the Commanders. Like he's going to go against Hertz and Dak and Daniel Jones. Last year's Seahawks, we kept being like, Gino. Drew Locke and Geno Smith are going to be it. They're not yeah. going to bring somebody in. And Pete Carroll's like, no, like we're going with Geno. And Geno was really, really, really good. Maybe this Ron Rivera knows what he's doing. We're, we're splitting hairs about Sam Howe was 7 of 15 in practice reps against the ones who cares about that yeah. stuff. Ron rivera been around this league a long time. He sees something to start him. He's on the Sam wagon. I hope you are, too.
4: We could do a whole segment on the stats that come out of every training camp practice of what the yeah, numbers you hate are. You I hate them. absolutely hate
2: them. It makes you so mad. It makes you so mad stats. That's practice fine.
4: stats. For one, practice is scripted, mm-hmm. so it may be a day where it's just all blitz, and it's not going to be, and it's just like, all right, we come out. Deshaun Watson was 17 of 2006, and he had four <laughs> interceptions, and he threw two <laughs> in the red zone, and it's just like he was terrible today. You have no idea what the intent of any given period was. Hell, it might have even been a walkthrough that the defense was just trying sure. to practice extra hard. So, yes, I absolutely hate the practice statistics.
1: What about the joint practices? No, I don't think practice. Nothing, nothing. Okay, don't do give me the
4: okay, stats practice. What about preseason stats? Uh, they happen, so you can mention them. But, like, Deshaun Watson wasn't in the game last night. Jalen Hurts wasn't in the game last night, so you don't take much of it. But like if Marcus Mariota goes out there and throws 3 interceptions in a preseason yes. game, like yeah, that that matters. It didn't look good, but mm. no, I don't care joint practice or not. Derrick Henry ran for 6,000 yards, doesn't matter cuz the period was that. You You're know?
2: talking about so these these beat reporters who were at the practice, they're not allowed to film it. Mm-hmm. And so they will give a play-by-play breakdown of Justin Fields did this, and Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. did this, and they do, they aggregate the stats at the end, and they're treated like it's the Super Bowl. Like, Stafford had a terrible practice because there was two interceptions thrown, <laughs> and people run with it. Yes. You hate it.
4: And don't let a fan actually snap a video, because the B reporters can't can't post a video, but then a the fan posts it. It's it right. like, see, this is the play I was talking about. Shout out to the B reporters. I know you guys are working on No hard. doubt. Yeah. I don't want to see the stats. Okay. That's oh, interesting.
1: Man. So, uh, all this in context. Sam Howell, QB1 for the Commanders, they host the Baltimore Ravens Monday Night, uh which will wrap up preseason week two, and that'll Guess be what? it.
3: The Commanders can end that Ravens streak once and for all. This could be Ooh. the day Sam Howell could the, the, the announcement of him as a starter could inspire them to beat the Ravens in their
2: 24-game win streak. Do you want to see the streak go on or be snapped? I want to see it snapped. You do? Yes, It's kind Sam of Howell. a cool way to do when, it, Washington-Baltimore. I want to see it go on. I kind of yeah, like it. Yeah, when was no, it? 2015,
1: right? It was yeah. the last time there was – here's the Kevin Bacon. Ready? Sam Howell of yeah. North Carolina lore, a Tar Heel legend, is now the QB1 for the Commanders. Uh-huh. The last time the Ravens lost a game, Bryn Renner was in the game. He is also of North Carolina legend, okay. Tar Heel lore, a Tar Heel quarterback. And there it is. It's a great play. job, Jamie.
3: Absolutely it's a wonderful great. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I'm going to put the dumpster on it. If he's QB1, he ain't probably playing in that game <laughs> Dang anyway. it! But it's okay. The
1: announcement went go was. Go heels! No, no, <laughs> no. <playing>. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is starting yeah, to the cheese. You never know. Get he's him playing. out there. Yeah, yeah playing. Playing. Well, let's ask Jacoby if he's, he's playing.
4: Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll, I'm going to shoot him a text. Right.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.